Folks, it's time for another episode of Train Wreck tonight. It's another barn burner here in Buffalo. We got myself, DeGeneral. We got Maniac. Show sponsor, Outlet Liquor. It's your place to buy a case. And we got a ton to talk about. We got Maniac's big weekend plans coming up, NHL, NBA playoffs, a bunch of just ridiculous stuff going on Twitter when it comes to Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. But we got a big show for you tonight. Let's go. You don't you don't you don't you don't stop Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda falls and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't Maniac, how the hell are you doing? What a summer Monday. MLB, College World Series Game 1, Suns Clippers Game 5, Stanley Cup Game 1, Euro matches, and your favorite, Maniac's Tennis, Wimbledon. <laughs> it is a great. It is basically Christmas in the summertime. There's so much yep. going on. There was action all day today, uh, basically regardless of what sport you wanted by uh, their own standards. But, yeah, love to see it. I mean, I will say – when it comes to Wimbledon, I would like a little bit more clarity on like when these matches get suspended and maybe like a little bit quicker alerts here and there. I mean, that's a little bit frustrating, but as a D-Gen, as a lover of sports, it's yeah. great to have this action right at our fingertips. Yeah, me, what was happening this morning? There were like matches that were supposed to start at like 6.50 and I had no idea what was going on. <clears throat> so for some reason, I think there was weather. I, I, I have no idea. I'm not over there, but... Uh, I think there was weather early, and then, yeah, Djokovic gets the first match of Wimbledon, it looked like. He was the first one to uh, – first ball of Wimbledon. Drops yep. the first set, the defending champion that. to the uh, wild card guys. And I think, the, to be honest, I don't even – I think it caught everything off guard because I was trying to check yeah. some of the live odds. I wanted to see what this guy was up a set on Djokovic, and uh, there weren't really many available. So something was definitely going on with Wimbledon. But, yeah, speaking of something going on, Al, it is happening across the board. And it was, that was the case this weekend. It was just nonstop. This weekend, and I'm going to tell you, I know you're probably wondering, because I joined in on that Instagram live Saturday morning. Uh, went out for my mom's 60th birthday. Had a fantastic time. We did the Bacchus wine bar for dinner. Um, and then, weirdly, we ended up going to the comedy club, Helium. I've never gone in my entire life. It was what my mom wanted to do. So 
We're like, okay. So Dave bought tickets. We go there. First time, like I said, ever there at a comedy show. By this point, I've had a lot of cocktails. Um, You know, you know, had a lot of liquid courage in me. And I decided to speak up during this woman's, you know, final performance. Uh, She was the headliner. Forgot her name. She's, She's out of Cleveland, Ohio. And yeah, I just, I just blurted out. I just, she was talking about like Amish people. And I said, how, like, how do you really know these people so well? And she goes, I bang them all. I'm like, okay. And like, kind of kept going at me saying like, what's your name? What do you do for a living? I said, my name is Alex. And she called me Alice the rest of the night. Alice, the Amish guy. Um, Cause I was, I was rocking that hat too. Not this hat, you know, the, the fedora that I wear. She was, so she was calling it like the Amish straw hat. So kind of uh, had to have security walk up to me and tell me to, you know, keep my mouth shut, uh, which is fine. I did. I kept my mouth shut the rest of the night. Um, but how funny is this? Saw her at the breakfast uh, at the breakfast the next morning at the hotel. Walked right up to her and said, hey, remember me? <laughs> yeah, she probably loved you, to be honest. Because let's face it, when they go to the crowd, it's because the material isn't necessarily – and I, I, I can't speak for every situation. Our, our comedian, Alan Bra- Allie Brady, could uh, give a little bit more example, a little bit more insight. But, yeah, I mean, I think that when they can interact with the crowd, that's a win for them. Because no matter what, like, they're just – they're getting a little bit more of a crowd feedback than just saying one way, you know? No, like it, it, it was perfect because in the beginning she was talking about how there's always those crazy people in the crowd that say stuff. And some people said some little things. And like I said, I didn't think my comment was that off. I mean, she was just claiming that she really knew Amish people very well. I'm like, how the hell do you know Amish people very well? But no, it was, I had a blast. I thought all, all three people that performed were great. It was funny. And I'll definitely go back to that place again. How about you, Maniac? How was your weekend? It was very enjoyable. Uh, I took it easy. I was supposed to be going on a flight yesterday to Florida. Uh, we'll get more on that in a little bit, but I got delayed or, or actually, and I, I don't even know if it's, you can call it delay, just canceled multiple uh, delays. So, you know, you kind of are in the waiting there and, and luckily, you know, we weren't at the airport or trying to catch a connecting flight, which would obviously be terrible, but yeah, flight canceled straight up yesterday. So I won't throw the airline under the bus because they did give me a $250 credit for the cancellation. So that's fair. They basically got me on a free flight, but yeah, instead we'll be going down tomorrow where my sister will be playing soccer. So huge shout out to her. Hopefully we got some domination there, but yeah, that was kind of the cap on the weekend, but it was some great action and we got a lot to look forward to. And like I said, it wasn't too stressful and not too dramatic. Can't say the same for Bill's mafia this weekend, Al. So I don't know if it was a Ravens fan or whatnot, but somebody got upset and somebody basically, you know, pointed out that, or tried to make the point, better put, that Diggs essentially made Allen this past year. And obviously there was the trajectory of improvement uh, going on, but it was a very odd take, and it kind of set the uh, Bills Mafia community abuzz. I mean, here's Maniac. I mean, everyone knew the Bills needed a receiver. We needed that headline guy. I mean, every every quarterback need, would love a guy like Stephon Diggs. And – it's kind of one of those things. It's vice versa. Allen made Diggs, uh, you know, a massive career year and stats wise. And Diggs clearly, obviously, made Allen better too. It's perfect for the Bills. That comment, whoever made it, Ravens fan, 
I mean, Ravens fans, they don't like us, obviously. And Ravens media people don't like us, honestly, in general. But my brother literally just sent me something this morning. I'm not sure who the writer is, so I'm going to get back to you on that. But this guy was saying how, you know, this is not a bold or controversial take anymore. But Josh Allen is the most physically gifted quarterback in the NFL at this time. I mean, the guy's massive. I mean, six foot five, 240. People are talking about how back in the day, John Elway was the most physically talented quarterback of all time. Now you got a guy like Josh Allen, who is much bigger than Elway, who's throwing absolute piss missiles around the field. So, and this guy even said, like I said, I got to figure that out. I said, it would not surprise me, quote unquote, at all if we soon call Allen the most physically gifted quarterback the league has ever seen. And I'm, I cannot be more excited for this year and another year with Dable. Yeah, I'm very excited for another year at Dable. I think we're free rolling on that. He'll likely be a head coach. It looked like he was kind of a head coach in waiting this past or heading into this past offseason. So very lucky to get there. I got to make one point real quick, though, on Bill's Mafia here. I, I got to say, it. is that like, you know, I think the, you know, like if this happened to the Patriots, I feel like the Patriots fans just wouldn't care at all. Like if, if something was said. And so Bill's Mafia, you know, is kind of like, we want to be elite and we want to be like a top tier, like team and organization and everything. Well, part of that is like not giving in to like the most like, you know, low hanging fruit of all time with like these little hooks and everything. Bill's mafia is kind of Andy Bernard. The Andy Bernard's like, I hate drama. I hate drama. Andy Bernard loves drama. Bill's mafia loves drama at the end of the day. So let's get into yep. it quick before we get into our NBA and NHL uh, sweep. I got a game for us, Al. We're, I mean, let's face it. We learned on the internet this week that teamwork does not make the dream work. It has to do with one person. It can only be one person that gets the credit for all of this success. So I am going to give you a couple of duos, and you tell oh, me which is the one that is responsible for the success. Are you ready? Uh, I can't wait. Yep. Dynamic duo brought to you by Outlet Liquor. The first dynamic duo, Siegfried and Roy. I mean, whether it was in the movie Casino when Robert De Niro was getting them or, you know, whether they've been putting on shows for decades, which one of these guys is the guy really getting it done? I, I got to go with Roy in this one. Okay. Okay. We're going to go Roy. Next up, the Toronto Maple Leafs score, and we've all heard it. You make my dream come true. Is it Hall and Oates or is it Oates and Hall? Who is the d dominant one in this duo? Mm. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Oats. Gotta By the go way, Oates this is the greatest duo in history. I'm very proud of this Facebook page. You're gonna go with Oats. Okay, this next one's gonna be controversial. It's a favorite of everybody. Who is your real number one friend, Bert or Ernie? I, back in the day, I was a big Ernie guy. <laughs> you know, you would strike me. Oh, oh yeah, you are. You, I'm surprised you're not more Bert, actually, to be honest. Yeah, big, big Ernie fan. Yeah, rubber ducky, you're the one. Okay. Yep. They took the ring all the way to Mordor. Spoiler alert: they got it done. Who is the one to really credit here? Sam or Frodo? Samwise or Frodo Baggins? I mean, yeah, this is definitely more of a question for you with these two. Okay, I'll let you pass on it. We're going to say Frodo, even though Samwise was obviously an instrumental number two. All right, you're getting some awesome ice cream. Who's really responsible for that flavor, Al? Ben or Jerry? Jerry. And there it is, the dynamic duo. 
Got it done. I mean, let's face it, you know, whether when it comes to two people, whether it's you or me, only one of us can really carry this show. So we got to get it done. But no, that's not the case, folks, because, again, we had a great weekend filled with action. And let's oh. get them in here first. T's and P's to the Islanders. Robbie Ryan coming in hot. And we've uh -oh. got, as always, Monster Mash. Monster. Nine, Inc. 9177. Why aren't our names showing here? What's up, gentlemen? Going yeah, on, nothing much. Can I just say something about the digs thing? Yes. Please. Okay. Randy Moss had Dante Culpepper. How'd that turn out? Megatron had Matt Stafford. How'd that turn out? So miss me with that digs made Allen shit. Hey, it takes two to tango, as they say, for sure. Um, speaking of which, Rob, I mean, the Islanders couldn't find two to tango in game seven. That was a that was tough. But but it was a great run. I gotta give you you and Dewey credit. You guys were there every game. You guys were going nuts. I did roast Dewey earlier. He said, I'm out on the show. And I go, that's good. You're out just like the Islanders. <clears throat> Took it in stride. But, but Rob, how are you feeling a couple days after now? I know, I know you've been a little somber in the chat. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still in pain, but I'll get over it. it. It happens. Every team goes through it once in a while. I know you guys have been a while throwing shit at you now. But uh, it, it happens to everyone. We'll get over it. Thankfully, we only got a three-month break. Until the next season starts, we'll rewrite my packet. But this offseason for the Islanders, it's, it's a make or break. There's so much moving pieces that if if Lou Lamorello can't get stuff done, it's going to be a rough season next year for our first season in Belmont. And I'm thinking about it. This you're you're kind of you kind of just underwent what Sabres fans underwent in 2005, 2006, and 2007. Back to back Eastern Conference Final runs that in the end don't get it done. Was it? I mean, again, I don't want to make you bask in this pain because I know you're so fresh in it. But was like, was this year tougher with the fans, the environment, and everything? See, it's it's like it's one at one at one end it, it was, on the other end it isn't because we were without our captain a whole most of the season, and we didn't think when, how we were playing just like last season. I mean, we had the, the three or four month break, but at the end of the season, we did not think we would make it past the Penguins, let alone make it past both. Penguins and Bruins and and bring the lightning to seven. My phone is ringing. Oh my god! Stop that. Um, but it it is it is tough because it was the last season of the Coliseum. We were allowed fans back finally, full arena, and it was just an electric atmosphere every game at the Coliseum. So it it definitely was rough. But next year we we sent it out with that great game six OT winner, and next year we'll start up again at UBS Arena. Totally fair. Obviously, Dewey is not looking forward to leaving his Barclays. But let's get into it, gentlemen. So I know Al is feeling just as rough after that semifinals round, obviously. Uh, but Monster, Rob, Al, we got Canadians. We got Lightning. Who you got? How many games? I mean, we talk about a team getting hot at the right time, a good goaltender. I mean, I always thought the North was overrated, you know, you know, facing Toronto. But, I mean, if you think about it, Toronto is the best team. They got it done in seven. Then they go on to win four in a row. And then you go on to somehow, yeah, beat Vegas in six. I mean, if I'm a better going into this series, I think you got to go with the value on Montreal. I really do. I mean, they're still plus 220. Do I think they are going to win the Stanley Cup? No, because my heart is so still upset. Like, I'm, I kind of – it's weird. I want Tampa to win, but even though I don't like them both, but – I think that as a gambler, the value is there with Montreal and what, and what they've done so far in these playoffs. Um, 
So we'll see what happens. I mean, I would say my gut or my heart would say, you know, Tampa in six. But, I mean, from a betting perspective, I, Montreal can get this done. I mean, especially if they've already beaten how they've done. Because, say, like, everyone seems to be like if you're a Sabres fan, you just can't root for Montreal at all. To me, like, the Montreal Canadiens fans have never bothered me nearly as much as Toronto Maple Leafs fans in the arena. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a specific reason, maybe just specific examples for me, but I don't know if you feel the same there. But I mean, Maniac, I'll be honest. I mean, I think some people like my father's age, uncle's age, like in that area, this is also more of a USA-Canada thing. Honestly. Fair. I mean, I, not even just a Montreal was in our division – we hate Montreal and Toronto. Like this is more. It's, this is a country thing for some people. Just like the Euros are going on, things like that. USA, Canada. I don't know. I think that's a big factor too in this. All right, Rob, you're on the bounce back from a tough series. Obviously, nobody's nobody's expecting you to be straight with your emotions here. But give us the pick, Canadians, Lightning. Yeah. So obviously, I want the Canadians to win. I want Carey Price to win a cup. He deserves it. He's had some rough years in front of him. Um, but it's it's. I just. And then on the other hand, it's like you want to lose to the winner. We lost to the winner last year. Yep. I I don't want to see Tampa win again this year because of being eighteen million over the cap because we just lost to them. Um, but I mean, maybe if the if Tampa wins, maybe the NHL will reconsider the rule of allowing the eighteen mil, allowing no salary cap in the playoffs. But and then it's like I really think tonight is the make or break. I think whoever wins tonight is winning the series. Absolutely. But I'm gonna go with. In my gut, I'm going to go Tampa and six. Tampa and six. Okay, I'm going to take the opposite of that, and I'm going to ride with that. I like the value on the Canadians. I think the Lightning have been kind of cruising. They've, I don't know what's happened with the Lightning. I mean, I think the Islanders almost had them. It was that close. I think they finally get it done. They're unable to repeat as champions. But I got to just say something right now. When we were getting ready for this show today, we asked who wanted to jump on in. And Monster jumped in, not to talk about a Bills take, which you know is like his forte, his right, right. He goes, I want to get my Stanley Cup pick in. So I'm not going to put a lot of pressure on this, but Monster, I'm giving you the floor. It is yours, sir. Do you, do you got the sensor button ready? Oh, no. <laughs> Have the sensor button ready. All right. Well, I started out my day uh, pissing off the Tour de France community, which was beautiful and filled me with glee. <laughs> Most common docile fan base. Who can piss them off? Yeah, I can piss them off. It's fine. But as far as the Stanley Cup goes, first, let me say congrats to the Islanders. It's a good team. I enjoyed watching them. They worked hard. I have no problem with the Islanders. Now, when it comes to the finals of Tampa Bay and Montreal, I don't give a shit about either team. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I don't think Tampa Bay should have a team. I don't think Florida should have a team. I don't think if it snows, if it doesn't snow where you live, you don't get a fucking team. Like, get them out of Tampa. Get them out of – the $18 million is ridiculous. The fact that that got into the CBA and allowed them to t- – granted, it's six on six at the end of the day, but still, okay? You don't get those guys in. 18 mil over the cap, that's a disadvantage to the Islanders. I can't stand South Florida teams. Like I said, if you don't get snow where you live, you don't get a fucking team. All right, that brings me to Montreal. The only thing that irks me more than Montreal fans are Toronto fans. Montreal fans are French. They're self-entitled. They're bougie, blah, blah, blah. With that being said, I don't give a shit who wins. I want to see Carey Price get a Stanley Cup. If there's anybody that's going to be on this ice for either team that I want to hoist that cup, by default, it's Carey Price. So if that's me picking Montreal, then that's fine. I'm not going to pick Tampa. I'm never going to pick Tampa. I don't think hockey should be in those markets. I think they're shit. You got bikinis. You got all kinds of other stuff. I'm not going to get explicit. But if I lived on the beach, the last thing I'd give two shits about is hockey. 
and it shows by the Florida Panthers and what they pump out. So my prediction is I don't give a shit who wins. If Carey Price hoists the cup at the end, it's fine with me, and I'm okay with that. That's my take on the finals. But monster, you gotta make a you gotta make a pick, right? You gotta. Be like, <laughs> I just did. Yeah, Carey yeah, Price. Yeah. That's not a. That's not. It, it was more of like a, a a not to lose more than picking them to win. Yeah, but you're asking me like like oh, do you want Tom Brady to win or do you want Belichick to win? I don't care about either one of them. That, but that's how strongly you feel about these two organizations. What's that? You hate both these organizations that much that you liken them to Brady or Belichick? I do. I can't stand Montreal. Like I said, I know a lot of Montreal fans from Twitter, and sorry if it pisses you off because I don't give a shit. But um, I, you know what I mean? You're, you're self-entitled, and you're bougie, and not all of you, most of you, and you are, and I know some of you personally, and you absolutely are. And like I said, South Florida, I don't want any of those teams. I don't want teams in California. I don't want teams in South Florida. You know where you put a hockey team? Thunder Bay, Ontario. Put a hockey team in Thunder Bay. Get the hell out of San Jose. I don't give a shit about them. Put a team back in Quebec. You know what I'm saying? Get the LA Kings out of there. The Kings are done. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Get the Kings out of there. Move the Panthers. You know what? They have a good fan base. Hartford, Connecticut. Put the green back on them. If it doesn't snow, you don't get a team. That's that's a new take. I, I kind of like it, though. I I really like that take. If you don't get snow, you don't get a team. You don't get no. You don't get hockey. You don't get hockey. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey. Well, let's uh, let's get it because I know we've obviously big game one tonight, but the real talk of the weekend. I mean, obviously there was the Islanders and the and the Knights Canadians finishing up. I mean, it had to be that basketball action. You got the Hawks str- starting strong last during the week, but obviously the Bucks catching up now, and you got a pretty crazy game between the Suns and Clippers. I would say that Suns Clippers game Saturday was kind of like a 2005 throwback Al, to when you had, you know, totals that were in the one eighties, when you, when you grinded it out, when you, when you play a quarter that was less than 40 points. I mean, yeah, I was at a grad party uh, Saturday night and I tell the dart, I think the dart was on the over. Um, so, and what did I do? I tried to think I was a little smarter and I teased it down a little bit to be safe, safe. And yeah, 84 to 80 final. Like, Bad. Uh, how can you – like? and that's the second time this playoffs that's happened. Remember? Studio D watch party. Was it – Bucks Nets. Bucks Nets. Yeah. It was two – I think they said those are the two lowest score – like two of the top five lowest scoring non-OT – or no, not, it doesn't matter non-OT. Lowest scoring playoff games like in the shot clock era. That's insane, especially in the era that we're in nowadays. Yeah. I mean, Where, it is a certain – it does make a little sense because, like, obviously you had Kawhi out um, and you had uh, Paul just not, like, playing a good game, I guess. But, yeah, it was crazy. Clippers, I think they said they had 13 or 14 shot attempts to take the lead in the fourth quarter and couldn't get it done. They're down 3-1. They were my pick. So, big uh, game for them, obviously. Robbie, what are you thinking? Well, what were your takeaways from this weekend action? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really – I was too upset about the Islanders. I watched some of it, but I think that definitely the big story coming out of the weekend – I know Trey Young came back in the game last night, but it's all about that – I think it was his ankle. I think he hurt or something. It's all about that. If he if he's not healthy for the rest of the series, the Bucks are going to blow away. And on the other side, I mean, I think the Suns are just going to end it tonight. Um, um, totally forgot it. I think the Suns are going to end it tonight. We'll see what happens from there, but – I mean, I think that we saw also, and I think it believes the game two was the DeAndre Aiden slam dunk at the end. 
I mean, I think the Clippers need to uh, look into a former UB player to stop DeAndre Aiden, and his name is uh, Jeremy Harris. <laughs> Mr. Hey. March, they're looking for. I don't know hey. if he'll be as effective in July. Hey, I mean, we'll hope, we'll hope he has this. He has the TBT in July. We better hope he say that. Back. Yep, that is fair. So TBT's back in July. We'll get we'll get more into that in a little yeah. bit. Monster, what do you got for the hardwood, dude? The the, the Hawks game, that was a battle. That was a battle. If you can contain Giannis, like, you're doing a great job. But in the end, Middleton was just balling. Middleton was balling, and that's just – it's that's going to be a good series. Like you said, if if, if they stay healthy, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a pretty good series. Okay, and then you switch over to the Phoenix series. Dude, I got to say, like, this is the first time probably in 10 years I watched the NBA playoffs. I haven't given a shit. And the only reason I'm watching right now is because the Brooklyn Nets are out. Get rid of the super teams – that are ass that the NBA just keeps making. Good. They're out. Fuck them. See ya. Get out. Let's let some real people ball. You know what I mean? And CP3 is one of the greatest all times. I love Chris Paul. He's top 10. He deserves a ring. And Devin Booker just puts his balls on the table every game and just balls out. The first game with the mask. Yeah, he's wearing a Rip Hamilton mask. It's going to screw with his game or what have you. But the play to, to DeAndre Ayton at the end of the, of the one game, it's just, I like Phoenix. Phoenix is my favorite. I have no ties to any of these NBA teams that are left. I don't follow it as closely as I did in the 90s. But just watching the four teams that are left, I'm pulling for Phoenix. I want Phoenix to win. I think Giannis is going to get his. If they get Giannis to pieces around him, Giannis will get his. And Paul George, you got to come up clutch, buddy. Like, you got to come up clutch. Like, his game-winning shot ratio is like 11%. He's like six for like 31 <laughs> or something in his career when it comes down to winning the game. It's way, way off P. Way off P. Huh? Playoff P going way off P. Yeah, dude. It's I, 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 I want to make a point real quick, though. So I, I I don't think the super teams are really that successful. I mean, you just look at it. I mean, I get it. The Heat did it. The Warriors did it. But, like, when, you know. The last, like, eight champions have been super teams. But but I'm saying the Heat yeah. were doing it like they were getting Shane Battier, like, big contributions. They were getting, you know, Udonis Haslam, Joel Anthony. Like, they were getting big contributions from those guys. It gives you need those guys stepping up is really whether you can get over, you know, the hump per se or not, in my opinion. I get it with the super teams because you're going to get the 60, 70, 80 points. But you look at, like, the Bucks, Like, are they a super team with, like, Middleton, Jonas, and just, like, No, Middleton's you know, not a superstar like that. But, but Middleton is kind of like a low-key, under-the-radar superstar when you look at his points per game and his defensive ability. But you look at Brooklyn – and, yeah, those role players can show up. But if Durant's not dropping 40, they're not going to win. You know what I'm saying? Role players have a tendency to show up night after night. That's why they're role players. They're good at what they do. But if the superstars don't show up, they're going to lose either way. You know what I'm saying? But, but exactly. Like, last night you had Bobby Portis for the Bucks like, go off. Like, like he had a great game. But still, if you're the Bucks, like, if Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton have bad games, you're losing the game, right? Yeah, but but Chris Middleton and Holiday, you're not going to put in the superstar status. You're not going to put them Middleton, with James Harden. You're not going to put them with Kyrie. They're not on that level yet. There are two, I think I saw a stat. I might misquote this. Two players with 20-point quarters in the NBA playoffs, and they're both Chris Middleton, and Middleton in the last two years. He's emerging as a star. Like I said, he's not on that level yet, but he keeps balling out like he is, and he's going to be a huge attribute to that team. He's going to help Giannis out a lot, which is what he needs. Because the Greek freak can ball. You just got to put some people around him. The reason why I don't think it's a super team is because these guys have been on the team. They, they've they been on the team their, almost their whole careers. Unlike the other super teams like the Lakers, the Nets, 
they've all recently just, oh, they see one person sign and they go to that team. That's what makes it a super team. I don't really think that the Bucks are right now, unless they start surrounding Giannis with weapons, then I just think it's just a well-built team. And what teams do we have here if there wasn't injuries? If AD didn't go down and LeBron had to try to do it himself, what happens there? You know what I'm saying? If the Nets didn't get hurt, what happens there? You know what I mean? I think if these teams stay healthy, we're looking at a different Final Four in the NBA. Couldn't agree more, honestly. We got Creek Degenerate chiming in. He's in the building. Al, the Blue Jays have passed the Yankees in the standings. After that sweep, after the direction these two teams are heading, they've now reconvened in the standings. Before Monster and Rob Ryan sign off, you guys, th- what do you guys think? Are the Buffalo Blue Jays going to finish ahead of the Yankees this year in the standings when it's all said and done? Um, I'm gonna, my bias is going to kick in because, you know. Well, of course, you're next- degrominating. Um, I hope the Blue Jays uh, finish ahead of the Yankees because I just love it. Every year the Yankees fans come out and they're like, oh, this is the year, this is the year, and then they get blown out. They, they lose in the, before they get to the World Series. So, I mean, I hope the Jays pass – uh, finish ahead of them because I would just love to see the other side of New York just freak out. You guys know how I feel about baseball. You guys know I, I I love baseball. I love baseball. But let me tell you this. I love George Steinbrenner, but I've always despised the Yankees. All right, back from the days where you're trying to buy championships and not earn them, horse shit. I don't like the Yankees at all. So I don't give a damn if the Talladega Mudheads finish ahead of the New York Yankees. But I damn sure hope the Buffalo Blue Jays do because Yankee fans are some of the most arrogant assholes. No offense. Some of you are cool. But let's be honest. You guys are kind of jerk-offs for the most part. I don't like the Yankee fan base. So like I said, let you know what I'm saying? Middle Tennessee Tech finish with a better record than the Yankees, and I'm happy. But I will catch one of the Buffalo Blue Jays games with you guys to show my support because it looks like a damn fine time. And I do like the Blue Jays. Folks, make sure you're following. We got Robbie Ryan, 1108. We got Monstering, 9177. Thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, boys. Bye-bye. Good night now. Good night now. Good night. Whew. That was a chime in and a half. Wow. See, that's the thing. You got to be careful, Monster. He's like, it's like, you know, it's like a snack. It was like one of the, like, you know, a bag of chips. You start on them, and then all of a yeah. sudden the bag's gone. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just got monstered by a bag I mean- of Lay's. I mean, do the Yankee stuff, and just like with social media in general, it's like every game the Yankees lose, they should, you know, fire the manager. Uh, you know, it just oh, like, oh, but but just to be fair, that's been happening like for the last like decades with the Yankees. Oh, that's a big just, market team. They're the biggest of the biggest. Yes, they're, they're the Lakers. Yes, they're the you know yes. Dallas Cowboys. What they used to be. Yeah, when the Yankees were like two games under 500 in Mar in May with like all kinds of fluke numbers and all these injuries and obviously all kinds of stuff. Yeah, people are saying shit. It's a long season. It's a very long season. Yeah, I get it. Like Cole, Cole's not using sub- substances anymore. Cole not using substances. His numbers till like yesterday weren't that much worse, or, or till his past start weren't really that much worse. So I don't think it's anything to worry about. I will say that, you know, Sal Capaccio, obviously a fellow Yankees fan, tuned me, turned me on to uh, an article about the luxury tax. So apparently the Yankees can't really be making any moves. If they bring in any moves, they're going to be, like, paying, like, double. Yep, yep. So they have to get it done with the group they got in the building. But obviously, speaking of getting it done with a group you got in the building, looks like you guys had a great time uh, yesterday at the Tower. Oh, my God, yeah. So, you know, Slick L in the building. Uh, Greggy Parlay showing up. Hartman's too in the building. That was fun meeting. 
Um, the sales rep from over there brought some brought a great spread of you know different bourbons, whiskeys, Loganberry vodka, which is going to be uh, a future Burrs on the Rocks and probably a couple Joes of Joes. I mean, so we're gonna have a great time with it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So I think producer Burrs is actually stopping over at Studio D tonight. So um, yeah, it was great to meet the guys from Hartman's and hopefully you know do some good work with them in the future. Most definitely very exciting. Speaking of very exciting, those games today, Euros, multiple goal comebacks. I'll tell you what, when you see a team down two goals in the second half, I mean, I didn't even look at the live numbers. They must have, you know, it must have been off the charts for France. Uh, and uh, who did Croatia play? Sorry. Spain. Spain. Uh, I thought it was him. I'm like, could be. But uh, well, yeah, imagine crazy. those live odds. I mean, if you're France, that game – you went from pretty much about to be down two nothing in what the fifty eighth minute and Switzerland yeah. no fifty fifth yep. around there. Switzerland misses the PK to go up two nothing. Momentum completely shifts. No, I didn't see it. Did they make the save? I didn't see it either. Oh, I just okay. know it was a mess. All I know is a mess. Oh, he did. Yes. No. Rob Ryan was talking in the chat. Loris Hugo, big save. But so, yeah. yeah. By the did way. By the way, real quick, uh, just real quick, have you seen like a uh, big cat trolling like Ronaldo for being like like all his stats are from penalty kicks like Penaldo? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's great, but go on, go on. Yeah, so it was gonna be two nothing, miss PK, and then France answers right back, bang bang, as they say in France. Yeah, Benzema with two goals, three minutes apart. I think it was the fifty seventh, fifty ninth. So right away, it goes from two nothing to two one. France buries another one. Pogba, top cheddar, almost barred out. Social was going nuts. They were pouring it on at that point. It was LA, LA all day. Yeah, 3-1, my France future. I have multiple of them. I'm feeling great. I have one parlayed with the Bills. Um, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Up 3-1, we're moving on to the quarterfinals, and somehow like 3-2 in the 81st. I'm like, okay, settle down, settle down, and then they tie it in the 90th. And, you know, I thought – France, Mbappe, I mean, he had a very, very bad Euro tournament. Um, and he was the fifth shooter to potentially send it to extras and PKs because uh, you go through five rounds of shots. And he just looked like... No confidence. He looked like Xander Shoffley in round four of a major, a big time. Oh, no. Burns just, is not going to like to hear that. You know what I mean? You could see it in his, yeah. eye, like his face. He mentally, walking up to that soccer ball, you're like... He's not going to make this. And then Elcher literally goes, the last time Mbappe missed, he went left low. What does Mbappe do? Goes left again. Goalkeeper makes the save, and it's over. Switzerland's moving on 4-3. Um, yeah, that Bills future I had, I did 100 with France in the Bills Super Bowl. 100 would have potentially paid out 7,700. So, I mean, it's just – that would, have been, that would have been a nice ticket to track throughout the year for sure. Exactly. And that's, what, that's why I did it. But – yeah, and, no. and that's a good segue to our next point, though, because I don't have anything to add on the Euros. The futures, we're both empty. We got nothing besides your start on your bills uh, to win the AFC, right, or Super Bowl. Real, real quick, though. Yes. Euros. I did a uh, round of 16 parlay. Six for six. Got two more to go. So hit the first six. Um, and these well, aren't give, just give, give me the plus number. Both teams to score today, plus 105. No, I meant at the top of the ticket. Odds. Uh, a little bit over 73 to 1. What? 
Yeah. Oh my goodness, you're right. You're looking at a 73 to one. So I mean, you have to hedge a little. So exactly. So you gotta I, hedge the bet. You gotta I, hedge the bet at least. So here's what I did. So I'm I'm six for six so far. I have actually not hedged yet. Uh, tomorrow is the big game at 12 noon, England Germany. I have Germany money line in this at plus 195. So now in this game, I I have to hedge withdraw or or England. I got to figure something out. I have you're right. I have to find a hedge because that's the last last real risky play is Germany money line. England Germany tomorrow at noon is gonna be fantastic. I can't I can't wait for that. Game. Well, you should be hedging. You're six out of eight. Yes. I mean, you should be hedging both plays no matter what, for sure. Yeah, but the last play is like a minus. You should hedge the first play for for the, to make your bet back, and then if you lose that, hedge the second play to make both your bets back. Okay. All right. It's, yeah, it's no, just just so you don't lose, don't come out in the red. You know, you're right. There, so there's easily a way to make money out of this. Just got to make it happen. But I know you're you're talking about futures, what I want to do next, what we want to do next, what you want to do next. I'm staying away from baseball. Um I really thought there was value in the Astros and Tampa Bay Rays a couple weeks ago. Rays or Astros are already down eight to one. They were like fifteen. Well, I mean, I mean, a couple weeks ago is the time to get on them for sure. I know. So. And I and I just I you know fell asleep, didn't have uh, enough time there. So I, I don't think I'm getting involved in baseball. Um, I'm going right to football season, and I've been really dabbling on the Bills. Um, and my viewpoint of that is, L, you're crazy. Why are you betting Bills Super Bowl? The whole point of that is to literally get to myself where the Bills make the AFC Championship and I can hedge. That's it. That's yeah, literally. Well, yeah, you would have the leverage at that point for sure. And Maniac, I don't even know if I've told you this. I had a total of – this was the prior weekend. I had a total of $32 invested hit for Bills Super Bowl futures of a chance of 4200 Like 32, $32. It's just stupid not to. It's fun. Yeah, it's, just, it's like three dollars for two grand, a buck fifty for a thousand. Hey, if you get lucky one day, it's great, and that's you can happens. be rich too. I mean, <laughs> gamble responsibly, folks. Speaking uh, of gambling, speaking of being gorgeous, we got this weekend coming up, yep. so it's yep. a little bit of a look ahead. But we got our guy, Megabyte Ronnie. He is going to be in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, July Fourth, Sunday. We will be there, folks. I will be there live covering it. Likely with Dewey, Crocs, and Rob Ryan, but I don't want to, you know, pencil them in yet because they're crazy boys. They're out on the island. They can do anything. Yeah. Al, the over-under for Megabyte Ronnie Hot Dogs, 29.5. What do you got? Over. Over. He's already – he has been training so hard. Um, I'm pretty sure when we saw him up at Club 25, he was mentioned he's looking for low 30s. Um, if you're setting at 29 and a half, I think there's going to be so much adrenaline. Like, he is going to want to house. And I really, he wants to set, he knows he's not winning the damn thing, but he wants to set that personal record. I can really see him getting it done. I think he's going 32-33. Yeah, I mean, so you see him here. I mean, at 32, this is just simply a guy who's not stopped. So you see him here. This was a, a pumpkin pie challenge he did, but you see already five plates deep and he's just pounding. He's, I mean, this is a piece of pie, Al. This would take me, look, he's three and a half minutes in. That's about how long one of those pieces would take me, honestly. Uh, to be honest, I, I I can't believe he rocks the facial hair too. Um, even the mustache. My mustache right now is way too long. I have not been able to get a hold of my barber. I was trying to eat a hot dog last night. And I had mustard and ketchup all over myself. I don't understand how he doesn't shave going into this. I know it's a look. It's a thing. Uh, I was struggling with just that aspect where it was just 
disgusting last night, a performance at my house. But, no, I'm excited for this guy. He's been grinding, training so hard. He's going to get in the 30s. Well, it definitely is. Hey, make sure to check him out on his YouTube channel. He's got all kinds of nuts stuff if you want to watch all kinds of eating stuff. But we will be watching him Sunday, Coney Island. I think it's at the Brooklyn Cyclones uh, Stadium. So it's going to be very interesting, and we're going to be very excited for that. And wrapping it up here, Al, before we get the shout I know. Outs. I know what you're going to say. Yep. No. No. It's. I mean, this is – everybody told me getting into it, no. season two is terrible. So – I mean, I thought season one was good. I'm glad that, you know, everything think, everything I resolved. I, I don't think it really did resolve. I think everyone was kind of like in different stuff. I don't get like McNulty. Like, I, I'm not saying that in a way that I don't like the show. Like, I just don't – is this guy just supposed to be like someone that's like annoying in addition to like the protagonist? Yes. Maniac, the big thing about this and, show. And Bunk, and Bunk, spoiler alert, is a corrupt cop. Bunk is a corrupt cop. He tries Maniac. to get he tries to get uh Weebay fingered on on a spec. And that's Maniac. not the way we do business. Okay, do you think there's any other sketchy business out there in the world? Like, come on. I I, 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 I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying sure, I remember. can't root. I, I I everything about Bunk is good. But I can't root for him. Is Tony Soprano corrupt? Yeah, I can't root for Tony Soprano on the rewatch. For sure. He's he's a racist douche. I'm rooting for like Silvio and like a, Christopher. Here, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Smart I mean, they, with my they literally. I mean, all they did for yeah. Okay, all I'm gonna say is is that what is HBO good at? And I was talking to DJ Supreme about this because he is a huge Wire fan. And it's what Vegas. is what is HBO great at is the character building. The way you can fall in love with them and watch them season to season, and you like you feel attached. And if something devastating happens, you're you're gutted or vice versa. And they get you to root for the bad guys. That's what they do. And I think in this show, you're not even what you just got to season two. I just finished season one. Exactly. You just. I'm so I'm not going to say anything. You just finished season one. Avon, saying, Avon's going in the clink. People are saying season two is the worst. I mean, I still enjoyed it. And then you're about to get to some of the best TV in seasons three through five. So I would just say stick it out. Um, I, I, I've already seen it three times. I'm sure Supreme has seen it even more than that. I loved it. I mean, I think it's a fantastic show. I really do. I've made my decision. I'm not going to insist on Karuba Collision, but I am going to watch two episodes on the plane tomorrow. So that, that'll, be, that'll do me a favor because, you know, anything on a plane is, like, amazing. Like it's it's like a luxury, so I'll That's I'll benefit true. I'll benefit from watching it on the plane when it's kind of like a chore. So there you go. So I'll get, I'll earn my season three. Okay, I love it. No, you're gonna enjoy it. I mean, oh, the characters are just incredible, and and I think a lot of people don't know this, and this is something that Supreme dropped to me as well. That Stringer Bell and McNulty, both the actors are actually from England. Like that's yep. inc- that's incredible, just their accents, the acting. I would I didn't know that they both were. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I feel like HBO. You want to talk about their techniques? They love their their English actors. So that's that was like everything on Game of Thrones. Now they yeah. got new uh, new characters on the show Succession. They're all like English. Yep. It was Idris Elba and Dominic West. I, yeah, I, I had no clue Dominic West. And there's it's okay. 
It's no, just real quick. It's crazy seeing like Idris Elba not like as like an alpha on the screen like twenty four seven, which he is now. Like he's always the biggest role. He's always the biggest superstar. Like this is kind of him in like a supporting role, and it's awesome. Manager in the office. I love it. Is is he popping in season two? He's got to be. He's like oh, he's, he's taking over. All right, good. All right, yeah, perfect. I love it. I love it. Uh, shout outs. Um, shout out. I will say. Someone we haven't gotten on train arc tonight, but they're retiring this week. Keith Radford, WKBW. Matt Bovey was push, pushing a bunch of posts, a bunch of content. Seems like a great guy. Seems like a yeah. warm, you know, warm blanket after a hard day. So uh, shout out to him. I think 30 plus years in the game. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy man. to do anything for 30 years. I mean, let's get him. Let's get let's him. Let's get him. Let's get him. Why not? I mean, I know Don Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> I mean, we've always been trying to get Don Paul. Hasn't happened yet. We, we can get Radford. We can make that happen. We will. K-Rad, WKBW. Yep. Great take from Monster here. He is Buffalo's Rod Burgundy. You got any shout-outs, Al? Hopefully shout-out to your uh... – Shout-out to that party you were at this weekend. <laughs> Pre the comedy show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, like I said, I mean, that Friday night was a blast. Saturday grad party. Sunday Blue Jays. It's the summer grind. It just doesn't stop. I mean, summer's so short in Buffalo. We're almost halfway through the year this weekend. We're already into July, which means we're pretty much two months away from football season. And it's that's just, why I think you got to embrace it. I mean, you're oh, gonna get it. You're gonna get a day that's a little warm. Put the shorts on. Get some water. Stay hydrated. You're good to go. I, I'm so sick of the weather haters. I just am. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I enough said. Enough said, folks. It's Train Rock tonight, 208. Make sure you're downloading YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're liking the pod because this train never stops. And, Al, yeah. when you get outlet liquor involved, I mean, and you enjoy it responsibly, I think you almost always have a good night, night. now. now. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet?